What is up? What is up? Uh, it is the Shy Fi Podcast episode 104, possibly. Um, yes, it is 104. Um, so, man, it's crazy. It's, uh, oh, wait, shout out to everybody listening to Spotify, Apple, YouTube, whatever. Um, let's get right into it. Crazy football season's here. Um, it'll be interesting. <coughs> the football bug is hitting me right now, just because I think, um, I think it's hitting me harder this year, just because, you know, last year, last year's football season just felt weird, only because you know, COVID, and just you know, it felt weird. It just it felt weird, like having fun last fall. You know what I mean? Like I don't know, just the, you know, crazy times. Um, you know, football season, basketball season had their little things. Just, you know, football. There were rumors football season was going to get going to get canceled, and it's just like, it just felt weird. Now, we're pretty much post COVID here in the states, United States, so. Definitely gonna be a lot different. Definitely like gonna be a lot different football season, um, and I'm excited. It would be cool to see 17 games now a year. There's gonna be 18 weeks of football. I'm in, I'm intrigued to see how the scheduling is going to work out. Is, is the Super Bowl gonna be later? I'm assuming it's gonna be later. I don't think football season is earlier this year. What September 9th is the first game. That always seems, I think it's always been around 9-11 uh, the past decade. So I'm assuming it's going to be a lot more. Um, wait. And the playoffs are different? Uh, yeah, last year was the first time with the different playoffs. Yeah, that's going to be a lot more better to just kind of look at more. Um, you know, the world was, world, the world was distract, distracted last year, um, and that's just how it was. So. It'll be, intri- it'll be intriguing to see how it is this year. Um, the, you know, football is very interesting in the fact that you just never know. It has an it has amazing parity um, with their whole scheduling situation, where like the best teams from the previous year get some of the worst, some of the hardest schedules. <clears throat> the worst teams from last year get the better. Uh, schedules in terms of opponents. I mean, with the Cowboys being kind of bad, being really bad last year, um, I feel like we could have a um, easier schedule-ish. Um, I always feel like Cowboy seasons, whenever there's a lot of hype going into it, we, are, we play bad. Whenever there's not much hype into it, we play good. And I'm kind of feeling like, you know, last year was a lot of hype into it. We played bad. I think this year there's not much hype into it. I think we're going to be good. I think we're going to be good. Um, 
based off that data alone, is that enough evidence? No, but you know, it's kind of fun. It's kind of fun with that type of evidence. And I think it's always worked out. It's always worked out. And uh, luckily we're not be going eight and eight. Uh, we will either have to be eight and nine or nine and eight. And I think that's probably what we're gonna do. I wonder what the division's gonna be like. Um, the NFC East is a mess, but I am happy to be in it. Um, <clears throat> I'm intrigued with with all the quarterbacks, the rookie quarterbacks, uh, particularly with Justin Fields, Alex. Um, no, Justin. There's a lot of quarterbacks this year. Alex, uh, Justin Fields, um, Trevor Lawrence. What's the Jets guy? Zach Wilson and Trey Lance. I think it was top all four for top four draft picks. Something like that. Was Trey Lance third? No, Justin was like lower at that. Might have been. Whatever. They were the top four quarterbacks. I think four of the top ten at least. So definitely. And, you know, they're all kind of in interesting situations where, like, they have a starter in front of them. Except for Trevor Lawrence. Trevor, they made his way into Jacksonville. But, you know, Justin Fields with Andy Dalton. You got Zach. Well, never mind. Zach Wilson's going to be playing. But you also got Trey Lance. Uh, with Garoppolo in front of him. So <clears throat> so that debate's always interesting to me to be like, okay, should you play the rookie quarterback? Should you wait a year? Um, and I think like an old school way to think about that is to like, you know, have the starter play and then have your rookie quarterback come like maybe midway through the season or second year <clears throat> and and you know all that's changed to me i think it's just like you get a rookie quarterback just throw them out there you just never know with these rookie quarterbacks it's such a lottery sometimes and i think my theory on that is because not many people have much film on these particular quarterbacks so it's easier to you know maybe get away with certain uh plays or situations so hmm i think i think they're debating they're debating in san fran like oh should trey lance start already or should it be garoppolo and i'm just like yo throw trey in bro that's honestly uh that's kind of hard just because they were super bowl losers two years ago with Jimmy G. Um, and Jimmy G was supposed to be this, like the next Tom Brady. And what happened to that hype? It's amazing how much the hype dies um, in the NFL. So with all situations, uh, the coaches got to make those tough decisions. Um, I've been seeing that the Bears offensive line isn't that great. And the Bears aren't going anywhere anytime soon. But, you know, the 49ers is tricky just because, like, you know, like, they're kind of nice. They're kind of nice. They're, they're a Super Bowl contending team. Um, so that's tough, man. I think, I think the safe choice would be to just, you know, start Jimmy G to see what he's up to. But, you know, four games go by and he doesn't do anything, then throw a tray in there. See what happens. So, mm -mm -mm. 
And, you know, I do there, I do think there's a lot of evidence with the whole rookie quarterback contract with the fact that you can get this really good rookie quarterback on his little contract paying pennies. And with that money, you can get like a, a pro bowl linebacker, a pro bowl safety, a pro bowl offensive lineman, somebody instead of that. So, and I think we're going to be seeing that with the chiefs in the few years, but you know, Patrick Mahomes last, the reason I think the chiefs were an all time, great a little, you know, a little dynasty the, the past three years, past two years was because you have Patrick Mahomes on a rookie contract. So it allows you to like kind of flex a little bit about a money, a little bit of money here and there. Now you got you're paying Patrick Mahomes 40 mil a year, which is great for him. Like I get that. I'd get that money. But now it's like, wow, like what do you do now as a front office? Gonna be definitely a harder task to kind of work that out. But man, it's just it's a it's it's a win-win, lose-lose situation. Because, yes, you want Patrick Mahomes for the next 10 years, but then it's like, wow, like, might not be as great. And you're, you're going to rely more on Patrick Mahomes. I think we saw that with Russell Wilson. The reason why the Russell Wilson teams were so good in the Super Bowl era was because, you know, the early 2010s was because Russell was still on a very cheap contract. So you were able to have a Legion of Boom defense. Um, you were able to have Richard Sherman, all those guys. and once Russell Wilson got that contract, got the big contract, you know, the defense slowly started going by. And now, you know, that team heavily relies on Russell Wilson now to do Superman things. So it's it's going to be cool. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with the San Fran situation, Chicago, a lot of different situations. I like it. Um, you know, it's kind of – um, hmm. mm. you know, with Zach Wilson – he looks Tim. I, you know, he just does not give me tough vibes, which is okay. I mean, he's, which is, you know, not, I think everybody agrees with that. He, he smiles a lot. He's, he looks tiny. I don't know. I, he just looks tiny. He's from BYU. You know, he's not from like a big powerhouse. I think, you know, he's very underwhelming. I think a lot of people, think he's going to be a bust. I think, especially in New York, with that media, they're going to tear Zach apart. Um, yeah, uh, it's, going to be, it's going to be interesting to see in the future of this quarterback class. Um, I was going to talk about the Drake-Kanye thing real quick. I have no idea what's going on, but I love it. I love it. Uh, just like Kanye said, I live for this. I live for this type of stuff. You know what I mean? I live for it too. Um, you know, we look at music. When you look particularly at the world of you know, rap, hip-hop music, pop rap music, just that whole world in general, there's a competition factor to it. You know, Taylor Swift and Olivia Rodrigo are friends. They're buddies. 
rappers aren't pop rapper stars are not buddies buddy 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 they're not buddies with each other they are you know here and there they'll make a ways you know they'll be all-star game appearance they're gonna like shake hands when when but deep down these these i these big icons are not your best friends with each other they're not because there's a lot of ego around which is fine you gotta you gotta have an ego sometimes in, in music but it's just like you got drake and kanye two of the biggest names in music history and you know in one genre so it's like doesn't it, it can't fit both can't fit drake and kanye it's like who or people gonna remember 100 years from now they're gonna remember both but you know they're fighting. They're fighting to make each other irrelevant. So <clears throat> I love it. I love it. It's it gives a little spice to the, the world, the the beef, the the drama. You know, and you know, drama isn't the best. It's it's kind of annoying sometimes, but when there's legit drama, when there's legit like beef like going on, pettiness. Something's happening, and if you look at my last few pod, I think I not the last one, but maybe the, the one before that, you can literally. I had the same feeling when Donda was like slowly coming out when they were like peeps last month, I think late July. I was like, wait a minute, something is going on between Drake and Kanye, something. Because Drake hasn't released Certified Lover Boy, his much anticipated album. It's almost a meme at this point now. So, with that being said, it was like, okay, wait. Drake was supposed to release this last month. Like, it was very well known that he was. And, you know, Kanye emerges. Drake doesn't do anything. Something was fishy about that whole situation and i read that situation 100 percent clear so i'm proud of myself i think a lot of others just kind of you know underground rap pop fans were kind of looking at that so a month later yes there is something going on obviously <clears throat> And this has been going on for a decade. So many theories. You've heard me talk about this on podcasts of when I first started this podcast, two or three years ago. So it's like this just keeps going on. And it's amazing. This is a decade-long beef and a decade-long argument. And I and I hate to say beef, it's just competition. It's come you're just competing. They don't have beef. It's not a drama. Like, I need to stop saying that. It's just competing because what I think Kanye is doing right now, I think Kanye, this is my guess, but I'm, I think this is 80% correct. He's knowing that Drake's certified lover boy is coming out. Going to be a big album. Kanye, I think, is trying to just mess up the flow of that rollout. 
and that's it. That, I think that's it. But you know, it's and uh, you got Drake's personality where he, you know, he kind of takes things to the heart sometimes. So when he sees this, you know, yes, if Drake and Kanye dropped at the same time, same album, I think Drake would edge out Kanye pretty well. I think I think it would be very I don't think it would be close, but I think he would have a substantial lead in sales and all that mess. <clears throat> so Kanye's not worried about that. Kanye does not care. And knowing Kanye and you know his just perception and reputation. He does not care about sales. The man is playing an album for free every week at random stadiums. Like, there's leaks everywhere. So it's it's not about that to him. Kanye just wants to mess Drake up. And for that reason, no one really knows that main Sigma reason. Uh, you know, everybody kind of points to Kim K. And, you know, that's kind of sad, honestly. But... The whole the that theory is like you know kind of Kim K cheating on Kanye with Drake. It's, it's a very icky rumor, very icky rumor. And I hate to talk about it because the man has kids, like a whole family. But you know, knowing Kim K's history in the 2000s, it, it's there's a lot of 50-50ness to it. And you know, I'm a I'm a 25-year-old man talking about this, so that's already icky. So <laughs> It's just competition to me. I don't look at the whole personal life because I'm like I'm a grown man. But I, I see that rumor. And if I was in Kanye's shoes and that would happen to me, I would kind of feel some type of way and I get it, blah, blah, blah. So that's the main reason. But I think the main, like the actual reason is just because they're comp- they've been competing for the last 10 years. Drake kind of Drake and Kanye have been just kind of stealing each other's style and flow. And that's just how competition is. So it's kind of fun. It's kind of fun to me. And when you look at it, look at it from that aspect. Um, and I, what Kanye, he posted. So the big like brouhaha the past weekend was Drake, Drake's feature on Trippy Red's album, which we got to get into Trippy Red's album real quick after, after this. <clears throat> Drake's feature mentioned something i'm not gonna i'm not it's not verbatim but he said something about 45 44 um stop beefing with me yeah you can't do anything blah blah so those 45 and 44 the ages of i think kanye and push push up and so kanye like six hours later posts something on instagram like a screenshot of a group chat where he like texted like the joker meme with like you know something i've been bullied by nerdy guys like you my whole life uh this is what i live for or something like that and you know it said he added push a t to the conversation but then there's like eight people in that group chat and one of them's a d so and then everybody's like speculating like is that drake so i'm pretty sure it is because why would that man post that with the verse drake's verse that morning so i can definitely see something like that happen and i'm 100 sure that was drake I was kind of confused with the part of like, you know, Kanye saying he was like, I've been bullied by nerdy rappers your whole life, my whole life. But Kanye was Kanye was the nerdy rapper before Con before Drake. So I was a little bit confusing. But Kanye Drake, a tale old as time. 
what else is there to talk about? Predictions on what's going to happen? Predictions. I think Drake's in a bad position. I think Kanye's – Drake, oh, man. It hurts me to say because Drake's my favorite. But at the same time, I know Kanye's legendariness. Legendary. Legendary. Legendness. Whatever. Like, Kanye is, like, number two to me. Like, Drake and Kanye are, like, always in my Spotify all-time artists. It's just Drake and Kanye, Drake and Kanye. Um, so there's no – like, I do say Drake's my favorite, but only by a little. Only by a little over Kanye. Um, what's going to happen, I think Drake's going to release his album. It's either going to – he's – man, this is difficult. I think Certified Lover Boy is nowhere near coming out soon. That hurts me to say. That really does hurt me to say. I could use some another Drake album, but you know he's a legend, and legends don't really drop albums as much. <coughs> yeah, I think Drake's album is not easily not coming out till twenty twenty two, easily. There's so much teasing albums now. You got Kendrick. You got Travis Scott. You got Kanye. You got so many people. Because, you know, Kendrick talked about his whole thing. We'll get to that later, maybe. It really depends on what Drake's priorities are. Does Drake want to just cap? I think I'm pretty sure Drake just wants to capitalize on sales and tours. <clears throat> I think that's the tour part was why Drake did not did not drop this past you know early 2021 because you know tours are still slowly about to happen like arena tours are just now going to be kind of coming back next year so it's like I think Drake is in no was in no rush to drop but now like tours are coming back slowly and I thought he was gonna I was very I thought he was gonna drop at least by August 30th. Or August 31st. But it's not looking like that anymore. It's not. So. Hmm. It's tricky. Prediction. Man, I don't know, man. Kanye is petty. Kanye is petty. Kanye could wait till 2022. I think Kanye just has a button. To where when he finds out Drake's album has been released, he's going to press that button right then and there. Because he just wants to mess up Drake's sales. I think that's literally it. I think Kanye's going to win this particular battle because I think that's the main plot, main source. Now, what can Drake do? I don't know. Can Drake maybe release two albums at once maybe he's got a little album stashed away so he can maybe drop it if kanye drops ah man so much uh i don't have any prediction main prediction kanye drops right when drake drops in january 2022 January, February. So that's all. That's all I have. Uh, what else? Um, 
Oh, shout out to Kid Leroy. <laughs> Kid Leroy's song, Stay, I'm beginning to love it. But I didn't really like it at first. You know, I don't like a lot of stuff at first. So when I kept listening to the song, I was like, you know what? I love this song. And I was thinking, I was like, why do I love this song? It reminds me of some song. And I've had this thought for a month. And I finally realized why I love this song. It is essentially the same as Blinding Lights by The Weeknd. Also a classic song. Blinding Lights was the theme song of 2020. Of just the pandemic era. If Blinding Lights had come out, you know, December, January, instead of like November, I would have put, put Blinding Lights as the number one song in 2020. But in 2019, I think I put it like number 10 or 11. Because, you know, it came out in November. So Stay has that same repetitive, like, 80s funk beat to it. I can't, I don't really, you know, I want to ask, like, someone from the 70s or 80s about these songs because you know that's where everybody points to you know like the stereotypical you know music nerd always like oh that's, that's an 80s beat um and i can see is very disco is what i imagined what disco music was um so i'm and kid Leroy, like I, you know i he's not one of my favorite artists but i've seen his career just kind of slowly age um i think being an australian rapper and had a music video with Lyrical Lemonade, what, January 2020. That's the first time I, like, heard of him. I was like, that's big time. Like, you not only got a Lyrical Lemonade stamp. If you don't know who that is, Google. Lyrical Lemonade stamp, along with being an Australian rapper. Like, you're going you're gonna to hit. You're going to automatically get a crowd. So, um, very, I like his career. It's slowly growing. He's Kid Leroy and Jack Harlow have very similar career personality things that I see that will make them an all time career, meaning like a 10 to 15 year career of just kind of making music prime, top five sales, top 10 hits. Because like Jack Harlow is not a G easy. Jack Harlow is going to he's have a greater he's going to have a great career than here I think he already has a greater career than G Easy, but I think people put that white rapper feature stamp on every you know white up and coming white rapper, but you know Jack Harlow yeah Jack Harlow and Kid Leroy we're gonna have a conversation about Jack Harlow I'm gonna go to that real quick, <clears throat> but I want to say something about Kid Leroy. Kid Leroy knows how to play the game. With his, al- with his albums, having singles like Addison Rae. So, but let's get to Jack Harlow real quick. Jack Harlow, I have no problem saying this. Jack Harlow is the next Drake. Now, let me clarify. Is he the next Drake when it comes to performance, sales, accolades, blah, blah, blah? Not quite. I don't think so. It, it's gonna that's hard to replicate. But Jack Harlow has the Drake self-awareness. 
Jack Harlow is amazing at being culturally relevant when a lot of musicians are not like musicians are not in tune with their fans or with their people. They don't know what's going down in the, like the normal day-to-day person. Drake had an amazing relatability aspect of the whole. He was always aware of like when he, when he would become a meme, he would always, he would never get sensitive when people joked around with him drake was a living meme people made memes of him cool never had a problem i think a lot of musicians do jack harlow does that very similar thing you know collabing with that comedian drewski i saw the other day he like performed fireflies owl city that's basically a meme song and he actually performed it in front of a crowd that's hilarious just knowing what is like a trend in the current media um having a song named tyler hero having having that little like lover boy heartbreak aspect to him now jack harlow can't really sing like drake but you just never know. Jack has potential. He has potential. So that's why I say Jack Harlow is the next Drake. Um, when it comes to personality, Jack Harlow is hilarious too. Hilarious. They asked him to tease a song on Instagram Live, and the man played Same Love by Macklemore. funny the funny uh but yeah jack jack harlow definitely i can see his drake personality that type of thing now accolades that's gonna be hard to actually predict um i don't know man i have a feeling i have a feeling jack harlow is the next drake we'll see um yeah, that's my official prediction. I can live with that. I, I think earlier, back then, I predicted that the baby was going to be the next Jay-Z. I was only wrong just a little bit. The baby's the next 50 cent. Um, he is the he is this generation's 50 cent. That's for sure. Um, I can explain that later. I'm not getting into that, but my predictions are pretty accurate. My predictions are pretty accurate, but uh, yeah, whatever. Don't believe me. Um, that's about it. Yeah, that's about it. Uh, I'm going to do Song of the Week. Shout out uh, Song of the Week. Hmm. Song of the Week. I think I have a song. I've been hoping. Um. Trippy Red, man. Trippy Red dropped an amazing album, and I'm very impressed. Holy Smokes featuring Lil Uzi. It was like a single that came out a couple weeks ago, a month ago or something. But I like the rest of the songs that just came out. Uh, yeah, Holy Smokes. I don't even I got my money up. Cash. Uh, yeah. 
And shout out. Um, shout out to everybody starting calls today. That's crazy, man. This is my first day. This is the first time I've not been at a first day of school. Ever. Like first day of college, first day of high school. None of that. I'm out officially. This is my first year experiencing that. So very uh, weird feeling, I will admit. But, you know, I'm growing up. Still got, still got a long ways to go in growing up, but. We'll get there. Uh, thank you for watching. Peace. Shout out. Love you all. Uh, see you all next time. Life's for life's pretty sweet, huh? Yeah, life's kind of sweet.